0: You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. So if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, The Iceman. Recording in the MCC studio, I like to call it the clubhouse. Start out today. A lot of people, I'm going to talk about traffic stops. A lot of people or you know, to get mad. They were a bunch of buttholes, assholes, pulling people over, just writing them tickets. And we always get the same thing on a lot of people. Like, oh, I never speed. This is like, okay, well, it's not your first time. On my way home today, I counted 15 people past me on my way home. Now, understand I'm in a 70 mile an hour zone, so I'm doing approximately 76 miles an hour every time I look down. I try to go just a little bit over, so a lot of people don't want to pass a unit or a motorcycle, police motorcycle up, so I'll run just a little bit over. Now I get picked on all the time from former co-workers, former partners, current partners and coworkers. I get called driving Miss Daisy and everything else. I don't I'm not one of them cops that wants to be a hypocrite. I'm not gonna drive in eighty something miles an hour and all that stuff and then turn around and pull people over for doing the same thing. So you know, i'm a, like i said before in the previous episode i'm an 11 over guy so the most I'll usually try to do is at the most is you know six or seven over and that's it and that's just keep traffic from backing up doing it today of course you know i pass through several jurisdictions back and forth on my commute and you know I'll, most people know once a law enforcement person out of their jurisdiction you know i, I don't have any rest powers or anything. Well, 12 people passed me while I was doing 77 on the interstate doing 80 plus. Okay. These are the same people that are going to bitch and complain when they get pulled over for speeding. Y'all you know how many times we pull people over and it's almost like it's our fault that they got pulled over. Well, I had no control over the accelerator in your vehicle. Not too long ago, cause so I was running a hot radar. I don't know if I explained that. It's like I was just patrolling, driving around on my motorcycle. Just radar was on, just clocking everything that came at me. I was on a, in a 55 area zone on a highway it was a state highway and i clocked a truck coming at me and it was the only vehicle around we're getting we, we're not going to get into the aspects on how the radar works and so if you're law enforcement listening you already know if you're a civilian yeah, you can look it up i'm not getting into all the difference between a lidar and a radar anyway he's the only vehicle on the roadway coming at me at the time Well I clocked him at eighty miles an hour and it was a fifty five. I activated my blue and reds and I spun my bike around, initiated a traffic stop. He pulled over. you know, of course gave dispatch the plate, gave him my location. And I made my approach to the vehicle, advised him why I pulled him over. It was a young a young kid driving. When I say kid, I mean I think he was was 18 or 19 years old, I'm almost 50. So, you know, all my children are older than he is. So, yes, to me, he's a kid. Anyway, I I tell him, you know, even though he's young and, you know, I'm old enough to be his father or an older, I try to be respectful in all traffic stop. And I just, I, I, I was like, sir, the reason I pulled you over is doing 80 and a 55. Need your driver's license, insurance, registration, insurance. He's handing me his information, and he looks at me. Oh, come on, man! You, you're not going to do that to me, huh? I'm like, do what to you? Run me a ticket? Oh, well, um, I didn't do that to you. I wasn't driving the vehicle. So I get his information. I go back to my motorcycle, get my ticket book out, and start filling out the citation. We're still using written citations at the moment. I'm filling out the citation, and I say that, I don't know, he's parked. He pulled into a little side driveway type thing, and I was behind him. I hear, sir, sir, sir. I look up, and I'm like, yeah? He says, oh, do you have a, 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 a moving radar on that motorcycle? Oh, what? What? Do you have a moving radar on that motorcycle? You ask stupid questions, sometimes you, you get stupid answers, is my opinion. I turned I looked down at him. I said, nope. I just made this all up. Just went to writing again. You know, needless to say, like I said, he got his citation. He wasn't happy. Of course, most people aren't happy. I have had people thank me after writing them a ticket. Just some of the nicest people in the world, that's when you walk away, it's like, you almost feel feel bad for writing it. Believe it or not, sometimes we do write tickets, and after we write it, it's like, uh, you know, I wish I had to write them a ticket. They were nice people or whatever. But, like I said, I write most people a citation. To me, that's fair. You know, there are circumstances I, I do let people go, depending on the circumstance and how fast you were going. Another time, uh, like I said, I was just patrolling, driving, riding my motorcycle. Clocked the vehicle in a 45, doing like 65. It was a pickup truck. I spun around <clears throat> activated my lights. Initiated to stop as usual. We're not going to go through the same spill over and over again. know You don't hear me saying the same words over. Walk up to the vehicle. It's daylight hours. I did the, the driver's side approach in the area I was in. And uh, I always say the same thing. I'll let you know. I'm like, Sir, the reason I stopped you is you were 65 and 45. need your driver's license, insurance, registration. And he hands it to me. Well, he's being all nice and stuff. Well, I pull my ticket book out and get ready to start writing. Writing the ticket and... His, this guy's whole demeanor changed. He goes, he's mad. Why? Why goes from being Mr. Nice Guy to that? You know, why? Why ain't I out catching the real criminals? I'm just messing with the working man. But the same spill I've heard a thousand times over. So I, I'm just I'm not even paying attention to him. He's just trying to get under my skin. I've been doing it long enough where. It really don't get under my skin with stuff like that. Like I said, I've been doing it too long, it it just it don't work. This guy was getting like super, super mad. He fine. I'm sitting there. I'm like I said, right i taking. I'm, I'm just letting it bounce off of me. This dude straight up looks at me and says, "Why don't you just go suck your own?" dick well at this point the man really got mad because i just busted out laughing i i start i'm laughing enough where i actually had to stop writing for a second and i just started laughing and i, I looked back up at the guy and this guy's um he his blood pressure is so high he, he he's beet red just looks like steam's about to come out of his ears because i'm now i'm laughing at him because he told me to go suck my own dick the reason I started laughing was when he said that, I got this mental image of myself with this ginormous dick that I could actually suck on myself. And I was thinking, I thought to myself, I was like, if if my dick was that big, I sure wouldn't be out here writing this dude no ticket. I'd probably be uh, working in a whole different industry. And I want to say the industry, we can all get the gist of which industry I would be in but this guy got so pissed off when I laughed at him and started laughing and thought it was funny that he told me I could suck my own dick. I was like, I just got that mental picture. Civilians out there, I mean, do you really think it's going to help you to talk about us or cuss us out or call us names and stuff like that when we're already getting the ticket? Or is it going to you know, be worse in your case? Another time. Pull a guy over. I'm running stationary at this time. Standing on the side of the road. Uh, by a concrete plant. So we had plenty of enough space to pull our motorcycles over. It was me and my partner. The tot. He may be coming on. Old tater tot. We're running stationary. We're in laser, LIDAR. I cock it truck doing 65 and a 45 pull him over I advise him you know why I stopped him I got his information well he didn't have any insurance paperwork in the vehicle and his license plate was expired like a year and a half which made his registration being expired also. Louisiana they had a little sticker on the back of your license plate with a year on it. That's when it expires. So I, I told him why I pulled him over, and that wasn't me. Yes, sir, it was. I shot you with a laser. And if y'all don't understand when when I say laser, a lidar, we're using this uh, instrument. It's impossible to clock or. Radio, or you know, get the speed of any more than one vehicle at a time, and you have to hold the heads up aim point dot or cross, however, you know, the deputy or law enforcement person has their LIDAR set up to be. I like, I, I use mine as a little pinpoint dot. You have to hold it on the target and get a steady lock signal. To get the speed, it's just not like a radar. You just don't throw it up and get it. So, if you get pulled over by any law enforcement person, they're using a lidar or laser system. Trust me, they they know it's you. They didn't accidentally pull the wrong vehicle over. They they knew it's you. You're caught. Just give it up. But this guy, he went to start arguing. You know, he's got a bad attitude and I pulled him over. I was just going to write him the speeding ticket. I was even actually going to just give him a warning on the expired tags. The whole time, this guy's just being argumentative. I he's being a dick. So I look out. Well, like I said, that's expired. Can't find his insurance papers. He had his license with him, and usually, unless you give me any reason to or I get a, any kind of weird feeling or anything like that, and I'm usually just not going to, if I'm just out running traffic, I'm usually not going to check you for warrants. I'm not going to run your license if you have it and stuff like that. If it's still, you know, shows a good date and it's not expired yet or anything like this. Well, this dude, like I said, he's just giving me a rash of shit. Now, I pulled you over for speeding. Your plates are expired. You're still giving me shit. So, I'm like, okay. So, he's being a dick. So, I, I go back, I walk back to my bike and. I have dispatched, checked the status, run his plates, checking for warrants, all that stuff like that. He come back, he was clear on warrants. But his driver's license was suspended also. The insurance came back that it was insured, even though he didn't have the any paperwork in the vehicle. State of Louisiana, you have to have proof in the vehicle. So that's another violation. He was unable to show proof upon demand, so now instead of getting one ticket, I wrote him for the speeding violation, the driver's suspension violation, expired tags violation, and I can only fit three on three three violations per citation that we have, so I I could have went to uh, another citation and started writing again and just kept filling it up on him but uh i just gave him the three he did have a passenger who did have a driver valid driver's license so he ended up driving away i guess the moral of this story is if you get pulled over for doing something don't argue with the cop if all your shit's fucked up because then we're gonna start looking we gonna start digging and good chance, especially, you know, I found all this other crap on him. And if he had just kept his mouth shut, it's a good chance I'd have probably just rode him a speeding ticket and he'd have been on about his business. I wouldn't have started looking up his driver's license and stuff like that. So he talked himself into two extra citations when he could have drove away with one, which I could have arrested him for because driving under suspension is an arrestable offense in this state. So stop arguing. Just, you know, take your citation. One time I got asked by one of the women at the courthouse what I was doing on some traffic stops. I asked her why. She said some man called up here that I would written a ticket to and said that, believe it or not, especially the ones that are listening that do know me, believe it or not, this man said that I was so polite and nice to him that even though I gave him a ticket and that he was calling in to pay it, that I could come by his house and have dinner anytime I wanted to. Or it was a trick, and he's gonna poison me. I don't know. He said, "Stop, stop arguing, stop arguing with us on side of the road." I've told people before when I pull over, and they just automatically, before you even do anything, you just start arguing, arguing, cussing at you, and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Pull Joe Frisbee rock." Like, now, wasn't me, and I wasn't me speeding. Well, they keep arguing, so I'll tell them straight up, and I'll try to defuse the situation. Look, if you want to argue the citation with me, fine. Bring it to court. Just go in front of the judge. We'll let the judge decide. If you keep arguing on side of the road right here, I can guarantee you, you're going to lose that argument. You're not going to win the argument on the inside of the road. And while you argue with me, it's not going to just make me say, oh, you know what, I'm just not going to write this person that ticket just because they argued with me. All right, I've been I've been rambling on about traffic stop. One of the little in the news part right here we usually don't do. Read in the news right before we started recording today that in Pennsylvania, a 93-year-old lady who was quarantined in her house because of the virus situation pandemic going on, someone took a picture of her standing at her front glass door holding a sign up saying, need more beer. And she was holding up a Coors can. And... Actually, Core's actually donated beer to the old lady to uh, resupply her beer stash she was getting low on. I just want to say to this 93-year-old lady, I love you. You're great. I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy myself. I actually got some old smoky Tennessee salted caramel whiskey in my glass with some Coke right now. It's delicious. But, hey... Hands up and claps to the 93-year-old beer-drinking grandma. All right, I'm going to tell another uh, traffic story here. Now, when I say I use, uh, I was using nicknames for some respect for all departments. I was contacted, they wish I didn't use uh, nicknames or anything from that department either. So if you hear me saying there's a fella or guy I worked with, just one of those. I'm going to be totally respectful. Except I'm not here to upset anyone or try to out anyone. So, this is going to be one of the stories from way back in the day. Wish I'd need some of that music. That goes, like, back in time. Anyway, me and this, this guy I worked with, we were partners for a while. We were out running radar on a um, little local road. Kind of curvy. Didn't many places to sit. So we were kind of on the shoulder. Had our bikes parked. I don't even know if we had LIDARs back then, or lasers, whatever you want to call them. But I know we were using a handheld radar, especially in this location. The handheld radars we had were uh, wireless and rechargeable handles on them. If we were off the bikes, we're standing there. We probably wrote a few tickets in this area. Like I said, a local residence area called to complain about speeders, so we were out to slow people down. That's what motor divisions do. We uh were standing there and this car was coming at us and you know, observed him. He, he was going at a pretty good rate of speed. Well, the radar guns that we're using, until you depress and hold the, the trigger down, it doesn't emit a signal. So if we're out there and you have a radar detector and you're not gonna see us until we actually press the button and get the speed. So the car was coming and I had the radar gun down by my side. I raised it up and pointed it at the car that was you know, coming in our direction to get the speed. press button. as soon as I raised the gun up to radar the person, he makes an abrupt right hand turn right into this ditch. And this isn't just this little bitty ditch. This is a nice deep ditch, and. I mean, he just turned right into it. Now, he's about 150, 200 yards from us. So me and this guy, working. we, like, jumped. We're like, what the hell? We jumped on our bikes running over there. And first of all, we make sure the guy's okay and everything. We get there, he, he's he's getting out of his vehicle. He's fine. He says he's fine. We're like, dude, what the hell did you... What, why did you just turn into the ditch? He's like, well, I was just coming down the road. He, he was a younger fella now, too. i probably barely out of high school, if that. I was coming down the road, and... and I just saw you know two guys down the side of the road. Next thing I, I saw somebody raise up and thought they pointed a gun at me and I thought I was dead. Uh, it scared me to death. So I, I just didn't know what to do. I mean he just drove it. He didn't thank God he didn't hit a culvert. He didn't hurt himself. He had not even damaged his vehicle. He just cleaned out the ditch. So I mean, did have to pay for a record bill to get pulled out. But I mean it, it, it was. I don't know if you fight, you're fine. You people listening, sound funny. but Maybe you have to be careful. But if you just imagine you had this guy going down the road and all of a sudden for no reason just Takes the right hand turn into a ditch. This poor fella, he, 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 I think his life flashed in front of his eyes. I can guarantee you one thing, he probably, all, probably his day still won't speed down that road and don't forget about that. All right, I always say I'm going to do a safety tip. My safety tip for the day, this episode, is uh, going to be about not putting your bike in neutral when you're stuck in traffic or something like that. I see a lot of civilian riders whenever you get in traffic, even at red lights. I've observed them. Y'all, y'all, you'll pull up and you'll put your bike in neutral while you're sitting there. That's not a really good safety, safe thing to do. The reason is, if you think about it, if you're sitting at the red light and your your bike's in neutral you're sitting there ho-humming about or whatever, hands on your hips or fiddling, whatever, if you hear squealing brakes coming up behind you, You're not going to have time enough to put your hands back on the handlebars, put that bike in gear, pop your clutch, and get out the way before you get hit. You know it's bad when you get rear-ended in a car. Sure in hell, I don't want to get rear-ended on a motorcycle. Always leave your bike in gear. I spent a lot of time on, the, like I said, commuting back and forth to the agency I work for in the interstate. And... If I'm sometimes I get stuck in um, traffic for hours, and I will never, I never put my bike in neutral. And also, if you are in traffic, don't matter if you're on a two-lane highway, or on the interstate, or whatever. Think about your your positioning behind the vehicle you're behind. Don't get up on them so close, like a lot of people do in the cars. They afraid somebody to sneak in on them. Give yourself a little cushion. Myself personally, I I like to. If I'm sitting in traffic, I like to sit on the, the center line there. My reasoning for that is, especially if you're ever on in interstate, you know, some people driving with their heads up their asses, doing whatever they're doing, and texting, and talking, fucking with the radio. All of a sudden, traffic stops really fast in front of them. First thing they do, most of the time, is they go, unless they're in the center line on the interstate, but they'll go towards the shoulder. So my thing is, if, if I hear a brake squealing up behind me, or if I see a vehicle behind me not stopping, I have time enough to pop my clutch and, and get out try to get out the way. My point of being on the line is I'm gonna go in between the two vehicles that are stopped and let that vehicle run into the vehicle I was behind, which they're most likely gonna not even maybe get hurt from, but it's gonna kill you if you get hit like that. So just take that, you know, as you will, hope it helps you. You, if, you, if your clutch hand's hurting that bad, hey, pull over at a store, get you a drink, pull over the shoulder, I don't know. Take a break. But don't don't put your bike in neutral. I want to see everybody get home from their their rides every time. All right, this uh next story uh, is going to be for Gail. I'm sure uh, she knows who she is. Well, I'm only scared of two things in this world. One way worse than the other. I'm not a real fan of heights. I can do airplanes. I can do tall buildings. When I say heights, I'm not. I don't like to be on top of a ladder. They, if I'm fishing on extension ladders, you'll swear to God, an earthquake's going on because one of them guys at my legs go to shaking and stuff. I'm not going to go skydive. I'm not jumping up, no damn airplane. Unless it's about to crash and I have to to save my life. it's a perfectly good airplane, I'm not fucking jumping out of it. That's just, hey, if you like your thrills like that, I'm not doing it. The second thing I'm scared of is fucking spiders. God, I hate spiders. On oh, eight legs, and you see them close-up shots on them from Discovery Channel. National And they have, you know, oh, you know, ten eyes and that stuff there. It's just... They just, they've always just creeped me out. Even those daddy long legs spiders. I don't like any spider whatsoever. I tried, damn near burn a house down trying to kill a spider. Well, I got dispatched to a crash one time, single vehicle crash. I get there. Driver is uninjured. She refused all medical. So I go talk to her and, you know, I'm investigating the crash. So I get her information. I ask her, I said, well, what happened? I'm waiting for the, the normal story. Oh, a dog ran out in front of me. We hear that all the time. You know what I mean? All the time. A dog ran out in front of me. Well, at this time, I'm surprisingly, like, I didn't get it. She's just kind of, just like, well, uh, she kind of mumbles away. I was like, well, were you messing with your radio? Were you texting and driving? I mean, what were you doing? Because her car was totaled. I mean, the front end of it was gone. She totaled this, this fucking car completely out. It was amazing she didn't get hurt. Didn't have a scratch on her. And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, well what happened? And she's like, well, she's mumbling kind of. She's like, well, I'm a little embarrassed. Today. i was like, well, well, I need to know so I can write my report, ma'am. You know. And she, she was probably you know, at. This was so long ago. I don't remember when it was, but I think she was in her mid 20s somewhere. And I said, well, just tell me. It's gonna be okay. She's like, Well, I was driving down the road. She says, and this spider fell on me from somewhere it was in the car, and it was on my arm, and I. Was, I was trying to kill it and I'm scared of spiders and I just lost control and ran in a ditch and, 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 and hit the cover and stuff. Well, this poor girl, I was all, I, I was all with her. I wouldn't even go write her a ticket because I was feeling her pain. I never crashed a car over it, but she totaled her car out. When I was about 15, I did jump out of a boat in the middle of wintertime when we were fishing because I put a big writing spider film on my my lap dad thought I'd freaking lost my damn mind because it was that bad. I mean, it was probably 40 degrees outside and I jumped in the water screaming like a little girl over this damn spider. But this poor girl totaled her car out over a spider and like I said, I feel the pain. Hope you enjoyed that one. Well, that was for you, Gail. All right, we're going to wrap up this little bonus episode here. Uh, I just remember to spread the word on us, tell your friends, come listen to us. Give us a a five-star review. Give us five stars and write us a review. Uh, If you know any motor cops, past, present, future motor cops, any first responders, firemen, EMTs, hey. We're all in the same family here in in public service. More than welcome to come on the show, tell your stories. We'll talk about something. If not, we'll make some shit to talk talk about. Send us some emails if you're interested to motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. Here's some on Facebook, send us a message there at MotorCopChronicles. Chronicles. And always remember, smile because the Iceman could be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are made.